This is the Joyful Podcast. Thank you so much for listening to it. My name is Ethan Edward Sherritt. I'm the host, and sometimes I have a co-host. I love it when I have a co-host. With compassion, a sense of humor, and sincerity, we're going to be part of this huge motion of positivity that is going to start solving some of the world's big problems. We're going to have conversations with individuals willing to share from widely varying backgrounds. I'm going to share with you my own imperfect journey, very imperfect, and I'm gonna teach what I learn about positivity and mindfulness practices from people and disciplines that have helped me, and I want to allow that to help you. Thank you so much for listening. God bless and namaste. Let's have fun. enlightenment now is that what you're I saying? seriously don't remember the timer going down forever <laughs> it was mostly me because I've been trapped uh, cabin fever in a van <laughs> from Richmond Virginia to down to Abingdon Virginia Byram's town Byram is Geisler Byram Geisler he directed a movie with his own blood sweat and tears funded it took 10 years writing it and Slash putting himself through film schools, devouring screenwriting okay. books. Am I not doing this right? No, you're is an attorney 31 years, but says, you know what? I love films. There's a film, there's a story I want to put on film. I'm gonna basically get a PhD in film while on the side while I'm an attorney <laughs> and become. I mean, you can watch this. We were just talking in the first part before we realized it wasn't recording that just this past week it accidentally got like pirated onto YouTube and in seven days like over 40 50,000 views the reviews are like amazing 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 hated it amazing <laughs> amazing amazing hated it why did you hate it amazing 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 hate it uh, which is a really good track record to have and Byron was cast me in that thing and so he gave me a lot of work I've always wanted to get a podcast with him I don't know if we have to revisit everything that we said, because it was mostly me anyway. <laughs> yeah, this will just save you from having to edit a bunch of yeah, things right. out. So go, you're about to talk about reviews, I think? Or were you talking, oh, no, you were, you were talking, talking about having- fire here. Yeah. <clears throat> Am I extremely red? No. Really? Why? Because I can't, I'm cold, but I'm, I can't warm. You know, I'm cold, but I feel my face on fire. Uh, do you want a blanket? No, this, these down things are uh. awesome. Thank you, though. I appreciate it. It's 30 degrees in this part of Virginia right now, Abingdon, Virginia. It is cold. Yeah. And I was boiling myself in the vehicle and got out into 30 degrees with a biting wind chill. 
you were going to talk about what it was like to cast in a movie that's primarily gay. Right. Would you even stumble across this film if you were not gay? You might if you're a fan of Pride and Prejudice, Jane Austen. If you, if you watch Pride and, Pre Pride and Prejudice several times on Netflix, you might. it's going to suggest this. <clears throat> well, if you search for Pride and Prejudice on YouTube, then this might come up. Good. Maybe. Okay. But, um, so... But, you're, but a couple of your lead actors are straight... Yes, we were talking about that. That's, that's when you, that's what you whipped said. out the microphone. That's what you said. Sensing that I was about to say something <laughs> yeah, controversial. Yeah. Yeah. I was just saying that I guess there's this whole issue of, not, not an issue but necessarily, but you know, casting straight actors to play gay parts or gay actors to play gay parts and whether that's important or not. And Did you take a lot of crap from reviewers for that? No, I, I really didn't. Um, I, I, I took some, some people didn't like that. Um, Don't say anything discriminating. <laughs> okay. On, can you put your hand out as if you're saying this to me? What? Just keep continue. Oh, so that I'm like talking to you? Mm -hmm. Now I'm having to act. Um, so, some people, um, there's a, there's a fair number of people that really hate the movie. And I think, I mean, really hate it. And I think that I've tried to analyze why that is because a lot of people love it. And so I'm trying to sort through what makes the difference. Why, why are there so many people that love it, but then there's a, a lot of people that, not yeah. a lot, but a fair mm -hmm. number of people, gay men that hate it. Mm -hmm. And... Mm -hmm. I think, I think they kind of fall, I think the people that hate it fall into um, two different, or different categories, but I think one thing is that the character of Lee really struggles with his sexuality. He really struggles to come to terms. He's, you know, a, a factory worker in Southwest Virginia, and his circle of friends, that would be a very difficult, you know, it'd be very difficult of to come out. And, and, Why? Because and, he's a working class guy in the South, or in a rural part? Let's not say so. I think it's around area. a lot of people that he perceives <clears throat> would not be very understanding, mm -hmm. and would and he, and he's lived his whole life projecting this straight guy image. How and, cool of that is of you to cut me off and say, and I, I'm cutting you off to commend you for cutting me off. <laughs> uh, that I said Southern and working class. Bullshit. You're saying you're saying more basic people in his circle right and that can be anywhere wealthy it could yeah. be Korean it could be right it could be a lot of different diversities and so um, and so that's a central theme to the movie is him coming to terms with himself and accepting himself and I don't want to say and forgiving himself forgiving himself for okay. you know all these bad feelings he's had about himself and I think there's I think there's a fair number of people that have reacted negatively to the film because they don't really, they don't like even acknowledging that that still exists. They don't want that to still be an issue. And in their world, we either have or should have, progress, have progressed beyond that. Mm -hmm. And so when they see a movie with a character who spends a lot of the movie struggling with his sexuality, it solicits an emotional response from them that 
oh my god aren't we over this yet and so they hate the movie and I, and I understand that yeah I mean I disagree I don't think we're over that and I think a lot of and I, I'm, I'm not even making a comment on trying to talk about how the world perceives gays I'm talking about individual people that struggle with dealing that inter- with that internally and I know they exist that, that was difficult for me I know that's difficult for a lot of people it still is at all I mean we probably always will be I don't know but anyway so I think that's one one aspect of it that causes people to really to not like it the few people that don't but do they say as much no they just go they just they don't say that but they just talk about how much they hate the movie and then they talk about oh like this is so from the 80s or 90s this is like they don't even get into that ah, they, okay. they but I think that uh, that comes through yeah that that's yeah this is not but that um, makes perfect sense to me and I can see from a certain if my life was a certain way and I was totally comfortable or whatever or it's kind of not cutting people a break if you're gonna say that to be to have that tension to have to respond to your peers in a way that gives you conflict is like weak. Oh man, have you ever heard of Frederick Douglass? Yes, I mean maybe not the same one. <laughs> <laughs> this dude wrote, and I'm getting this secondhand from an amazing inspirational podcaster. He talked about how the most oppressed life you can imagine of being enslaved. Okay, what's the same Frederick Douglass? Delivered. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> I should have said that. I, I swear. Oh, is this some sure. guy from Henrico or is this? Yeah, this yeah. Oh, kudos on knowing the locality, man. Yeah. Um, I don't know where he's from. But this podcaster said there are journals you can read where people didn't want to leave their friends to get out of slavery. And he wanted you to see that, like, look, dude, I'm talking to people who are trying to put down the ice cream. I'm trying to put talk to people who are, like, give up this habit or that habit to better themselves. And I, I'm, I'm giving you that it's not easy. It's so not easy. There's so much pressure that there were dudes in the worst circumstances alive that didn't know where to go to if they left their friends and therefore were going to stay. Well, whatever rut you're in with friends can be very comforting, you know. Yeah. Yeah, so that, that's a rut that could exist. Yeah. What if we did record that first bit? Is there anything that could be clarified? Clara. You were talking about how you're... You, are kind of waiting to you don't know how you're going to make another movie yeah I, I think I mean we did talk about that I mean this whole movie just I mean this whole idea just presented itself to me and all just sort of fell into place and it just seemed to all happen and I've been trying since then to come up with something else to make a movie another it's really been difficult I just haven't felt that kind of mm. drive or passion to do something else okay I'd love to, though. It might take five years, man, either to get that drive or to open up in a different like way that it's you're like you can pursue a different type of drive, maybe. Right. I think that's possible. I haven't gotten that yet. I, I guess I have this feeling that <clears throat> like the sophomore jinx is going to hit because 
Yeah. <laughs> Everything went so well on the first one in terms mm-hmm. of, you know, none of us knew each other. Mm-hmm. And everybody, you know, flew in here not knowing anybody. And we all right. really got along well and mm-hmm. lived together and mm-hmm. made this movie. And then that was, I mean, it was really a magical experience. Mm-hmm. And every, you know, the weather all cooperated and everything, you know, just everything that could have gone right went right and you see all these horror stories of people trying to make independent films and everything going wrong but it can't go wrong mm-hmm. so I think I'm kind of due <laughs> the yin and yang oh of, my gosh that's hilarious I've got a really bad experience oh. coming up <laughs> well if there's anybody listening that could possibly send a script that's getting good feedback from those who read it and or something that want to watch Byron's work and say, hey man, how about another project? He's gonna shoot you down <laughs> because it didn't come from him. Now I'm just playing as an You said you were open to reading people's scripts a lot. Right, yeah. That's how you have to do it if you aren't writing yourself, right? The problem, yeah, that's true. Um, you know, the good thing about when you're writing your own script is you know what you can do and what you can't do. I mean, you know what you have locations for, you know what, so uh, you can really make it work. And you knew that? Yeah. And part of the writing? Right, I just wrote things that I knew oh, I could film. And then, that seems so challenging to not use the same boundaries. Right, I mean, you know, if you, I mean, you see these scripts for independent films that have explosions or... Yeah. <laughs> spacecraft or I mean that's just not going to happen so you know mm-hmm. or even like a motorcycle stunt you know unless mm-hmm. how are you going to do that so you know anybody with a flatbed truck yeah I know a lot of people well, we can take care of that <laughs> with this give me a scratch pad <laughs> okay first of all everybody's comfortable we're doing your own stunts right <laughs> But I think there's a chance we did get what we were talking about before. Oh, you do? Yeah. I think this is just your interviewing technique. Yeah, I'm working on it. I think it is. I think, like, you record a bunch of stuff, and then you act like you don't, you're not sure you got it, and then you can revisit it without any <laughs> Faster. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, without... <laughs> yeah. Without... Oh, that's a really See, I'm on to you. You're a director, for sure. Like, all right, can we do that 10% of the time? Nice. <laughs> it's actually a good idea. You're right. I'll take it seriously. Um, I thought of an app that, like, you get to log. I haven't looked for it yet. I'm sure there's one. It's like the 10,000 hours principle. That if you practice piano for oh, 10,000 hours, you. you'd be able to fill a concert hall. Yeah. Or you'd be competent, like super good. Um, and so if there's an app that you can just, you load in the things that you'd like to do that with, and you just, oh, I got just done with 40 minutes, and you just put that in. It can tell you how far you are from being a maestro. Or how far you are from winning but how, Wimbledon. But you know, if that same theory applied to scenes, like if you just kept doing the scene over and over again, but it doesn't work that way. It probably <laughs> works Because the it gets, like, bad 
<laughs> depressing. It's like super stale and. So Good many, morning, how are you? Somebody's got to take that thing out back. Because there's this definite, I don't know, it seems to me a definite arc. We didn't do a lot of rehearsals. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we would start the scene and we would do the lines. And mm-hmm. like the first take would be usually pretty bad. Yeah. And then the second one would get better. And the third one would be better. And then like the fourth fifth, sixth, great. And we're ready to move on. Yeah. You're just checking out, will this work? That won't work. If you get one of those scenes, it's like, holy F, that was good. You know, those that happened few, a few times. Few and far between, but those are what keep you hanging on. Yeah. yeah. But it was always like, it seemed like it was like the fifth or sixth time okay. that they would be. Yeah. Now, some of them were like nine, ten. <laughs> none none yeah. more than that, but... But then you would see that you're going to start getting diminishing returns mm-hmm. if you keep. The funny thing about film sets is that if it's because of the performance of the people on camera, nobody ever says, like, let's do another one for performance. <laughs> they always mask it and say, like, oh, there was a shadow. Can we take rid of that, get rid of that shadow and try this again? <laughs> The dark shadow of a bad performance. Yeah. There's there's an airplane. You know, let's go again. It's a beast. It's a fun project, man. That is my style, I guess, until I change it. What's that? To, like, ask, like, ramble through it and then try to tighten it up. Oh, that's good. If anybody knows of, like, a podcast app that literally takes away silences, like, with one pass... That would be so. Why don't awesome. you invent that? So you say I need to talk faster, like respond. No, no, no. Oh, like more energy. So, up, up, up. So what you say? You're dying here. Heels, <laughs> what you say is on the heels of the question. Like we weren't like gazing oh, stupidly. So not... Like it's ten o'clock on a Sunday before somebody says anything. <laughs> well, uh, I noticed that like even in our film that like it'll take a minute. there's so much just dead silence Why between. Are you doing that? Okay. Particularly with me, because I was in that movie. The lead. You would chase. There's an ensemble. There's some really fun, awesome people. Oh, they were great. Jason, do you ever talk to him? Brandy? I follow along with what Jason is doing or what Brandy is doing through social media and stuff. Man, Brandy is never not having fun, it seems like. I know. She's going to be... Jason just directed um, um, a short, I think. Wow. Or, or, or television series, maybe. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Dang, Jason. Good for him. He was definitely an inspiring guy. He was. He was great. That was awesome. Did somebody walk in? My daughter. Ah, all right. Hey, Kate. Yeah? What are you doing? What would you say? I've got to pee. <laughs> and I love you. Love you too. All right. You want to just hang out, uh, talk about anything else you want to discuss? What it's like to do anything? Hmm. How long do you edit? What do you edit this to? It's, my sister has told me, two sisters actually have told me if it's over 40 minutes, Ooh. people won't listen to it. And I'm trying to not be that person who says I'm different. Yeah. Like 40 minutes right. seems like a long time. Yeah. 
Do you think you have 40 minutes? Yeah. So we could have a... No, do you have, a, do you have, but do you have 40 interesting minutes? Oh, no. <laughs> no. We have like 20 solid ones. 20 really good Well, you ones. could do, call this like a half podcast. Or like yeah. A, Sometimes I say not an episode. Chat. A chat. Say no. Yeah, I'd like a chat. Yeah, I think it's a not an episode. A uh, quick reunion with a friend. So thank you for... A chat with a friend that it was sort of like pulling teeth to try to get him to say <laughs> I'm your Bob Hope. Yeah. Wait, Johnny Carson hated Bob Hope. Why? Because apparently he had to like be super scripted uh-huh. and he couldn't be spontaneous or Bob very Hope. Bob Hope. He had to be like really written out. And Carson, and so, was, the and Carson was like trying to like, and Bob Hope was just given one corny line after another, whatever they had agreed on. And like, if they varied it, he was just he nailed stiff. It, yeah. And so he just hated having He knew what he was good at, and that's it. <laughs> All right, interesting. And Carson was a cut-up. Have you been hiking lately? Um, No, I haven't been much at all. Okay. I wanted to go, but I haven't been. Okay. But the, the leaves were, um, wasn't much going on until recently. Then they, there was this beautiful color, and then it got super cold two okay. days ago, and then when the sun hit the leaves this morning, everything fell out of the trees. I, I did get out and film some of that, though. That was interesting. Wow, so, cool. Yeah. On your phone, or? Um, I've got a little uh, GoPro. Cool. I didn't drag the red one out. Yeah, the red one. <laughs> Is it a red one? Yeah, it's like one of the original. Nice. It's legit. Every piece of equipment in this place is absolutely like legit. And people can tell that. So what so what so you've had some people fall in love with you over this film, haven't you? I have. So what's that like? I was asking you, like if you've heard of anybody who's is that just men? Are we that way? We're like, hey, like, I guess I've thought of doing that with very few women. Like, and I know it won't work. Like, seeing somebody and... Yeah, like, um, like Rosario Dawson. Like, I feel like... Oh, like you kind of fall for their character in a film or something, and then you feel, like, compelled to... Yeah. I guess everybody's felt that. Like, would you want... I think everybody's really cool enough to say, I don't expect anything. I just want to commend you and say, I'm going to follow you. I really dug um, Byron's movie. It's called Before the Fall. And they are just congratulatory. None of... So, as reviews, as a public forum, people are being really... 99 are awesome. And then there's, like, the one that's, that's, like... I would have done everything different. This is the worst, you know. One guy really, like, re, like, gave me suggestions, specific suggestions for. Re- I mean, he he loved the movie, but he had like specific edits, like at mm-hmm. at one hour, two minutes, and forty second seconds cut to such and such. Oh my god! I really wanted to do it you just told to me see. About that yeah, that would have. I would really like to do that just to see what. How could you just transfer the files and let him do it? Oh my gosh, that would be impossible. I mean, I guess you could. You know, the problem is you put all these... But he's not talking about any footage that's, that he didn't see. Yeah, I mean, that's the other thing, too. It's like, oh my gosh, if you could see the rest of the footage, who knows what decisions you would make, you know? So just send him a, a raw like, copy of the final. 
You know, it'd be really interesting to do that. Yeah, people. Use somebody that that's that, shit. somebody like, that's that into Jimi it. Jimi Hendrix would do that. Somebody like, that cares that much. Yeah. I mean, I was really flattered that he would take the time to like, because I've done that. I mean, I've 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 seen a movie that I or movies that I felt that in love with that I thought about enough to think. Like if it didn't work, I wish you'd done this. Or I wish you'd done that. You know, mm-hmm. and um. And, you know, I, I mean, I recognize that really only somebody that really is into what you did would take the time to do that. You know, I mean, it's, it comes yes. across as a criticism, but it's really yes. not. It's really the ultimate compliment that they would put that much time into thinking about it. And mm-hmm. uh, this thing about um, people being, people contacting you and Chase and some of the others, you know, old and young, black and white. You know, we a lot from. I mean, we we worked Middle on Middle East. We worked a on lot the, from Vietnam. We worked on that. Really, mm-hmm. you know, we we. And thank you guys. If you're listening to this, if you stumbled across this, if I don't, I definitely like and give like a heart smiley face too, because nobody said anything that I don't super appreciate. Right. Yeah, it's really awesome. Well, my, uh, well we, you know, we tried gracious. really, we tried super hard to do that. I mean, the whole, I mean, I mean, well, you know, we were trying to, you know, put a lot of truth into these characters and 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 reveal things about them that would make people relate to them. I mean, that was the whole idea. That was the whole, that was the whole point was mm-hmm. to, you know, reveal truths about yourself and about these characters that mm-hmm. other people could relate to. So that they would care about these characters and care about what happened to them, and you know, be invested in the story and get something out of it, get some you know positive, something positive back in their life from watching it. So, mm. you know, in a way, the whole point was to reveal enough about these characters to where yeah. you did care about them. So, how can you then? be surprised that people end up caring about your characters you spent <laughs> you know you put every bit of energy you had into trying to make that happen to me I really think it's that that means it's hard is in the right place because the people who thought it was a statement about what it feels like for other people were very you said you got some of those, that feedback like you're making a statement they don't agree with your statement but the people who applied like things applied to them Right. Yeah. I think like, they really... Yeah. It was like, yeah, this is about you, man. It's about well, me. Right. Yeah. Take it from it what you will. Cool. Well, that's probably a good note to, <laughs> to end on. Well, thanks for doing that. Yeah. Thanks for, Thank uh, you. Thanks for waiting until something else is like good and not just doing something really crappy and throwing your entire law career down the drain when it's not a good inspired piece you know what would be great would be to use the exact same cast and do something totally different <laughs> I mean, is there any precedent at all I don't I don't think so that funny mighty wind and that oh yeah stuff. they do stuff together all the time yeah it's like the same group of comedians and it's always mm-hmm. like best in show right oh my god Show. Did you That's, like Festin Show? I love that movie. I gotta revisit that. I get time. Yeah.
All right, good ending. So everybody, please support your films and remember that if somebody made their own film and it wasn't made through unlimited funds by 20th Century Fox, watch it with different eyes, see how it affects to you. And thank you for the love, all the people that did. Yes, yeah. thank you so much. It's great to, to and hear. thanks, Brian. Wait, what's going on lately? Man, it's pretty good. Yeah? Yeah. It's pretty good. Like, job-wise. Um, I mean, I don't know. It can be good. Like, every morning is, I'm thankful for A, B, C, D, and E. Right. Thankful, 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 thankful. But then I'm like, follow the correct path. It's not maybe filing this kind of thing that I've filed uh, yeah, a thousand times. Yeah. And then having somebody tell me like, um, you know, you use blue ink um, <laughs> on that checklist. There was like one of the checks was blue. So the internal auditing is going to look for that. And I'm like, all right. And this is not like the parts of a, like a leasing agreement, a rental agreement that's going to go to court. Right. This is internal. Somebody just... It's completely arbitrary. Uh, Focusing on some rule. Yeah. yeah. But there's enough of them that it takes... Like, you got to really try to be to make sure you don't screw anything up. If you're in a hurry or if you're thinking about something else, which I'm always thinking about <laughs> something else. So, it's good. But they're recognizing that, man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was talking to my sister about this the other day, and I was like, you know, I try really... I try hard to... Um, when the, you know, nth person for the day has has some complaint or whatever, like I try to what I I try to focus on how lucky I am that that's what's bothering me, as opposed to. Do you ever say like white guy problems? Yeah, <laughs> first, I always say first world, first problems. world problems. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I do too, man. I do too. So maybe it's that you know that yeah. maybe I didn't have when I was younger when I would bitch about stuff. So that's what's so cool is that that you're were you doing that before you started producing, before you started writing, or did you have that kind of like balanced, thankful? Attitude? No, no, oh no! Before I made got to make your spiral of darkness, I was. <laughs> so you were. That was this were, walking <laughs> energy sucking <laughs> down her. I really was. I mean, I, I mean, I spent a lot of time just thinking. What am I doing? You're wasting your life. Yeah, I was really... All right. And it's so funny because, like, you know, I, those thoughts still, still creep in occasionally, you know, and yeah. I'm really able to redirect. <laughs> I swear, man, they say it's a practice. Being able to take your mind down the right path. Mm. And I used to be really bad at that. Mm. Yeah. Something came out of it. And yeah. Now there's another thing to it, right? Don't uh, kick ourselves for that. Don't treat that like a waste of time. Yeah. Treat that like something that a lot came out of yeah. to build on. Yes. Well, maybe. So, yeah, there. Uh, so, I'll do little fun videos. Have you ever heard the term gamify? No. Like, well, you've got maybe one of my favorite podcasters said that a lot. It's like, if you don't like where you're at, try, see if you can gamify a couple of things each day. Make those things that you're doing like a little game so you can check them off and be like, 
pat on the back. I, I played that little game today. Right. Yeah. That makes like sense. Like you won that person over. Like that was a person that was going to just come in guns blazing and you got them to like act like a human being. Does I do that some, ever happen? Well, I do, I do things on something a little similar to that that's probably a little crazier, which is like try to think of like a character in a movie that I like and then mm-hmm. pretend I'm that character. What's an example of one? I don't know. Like if I have some difficult case or something, mm-hmm. like I'll try to pick like somebody that seems that seems like always in command and knows what they're doing and doesn't get easily ruffled. Like I don't know Margaret Thatcher. Or, you know, just you know anybody, mm-hmm. <laughs> just any kind of yeah. pick some somebody with the qualities that are needed no. okay. to deal with that. Yeah, and then you, I don't know. Somebody be relaxed, I guess, or it doesn't take it seriously. Yeah. It doesn't well, if it's not you, then it's just a lot easier. Interesting to yeah. deal with. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> that's the Batman theory, or in this case, Margaret Thatcher. Thatcher. Yeah. Batman. Man. Oh. <laughs> you remember? I forget. It was some scene at the cabin. It, like we were working on something, we were talking and. We were trying to figure out how to get through the scene or something, and I was like saying, "What we, we were talking about what we needed," and you said, "What we really need is an action verb," <laughs> which no, is exactly right. We that's exactly what we needed. <laughs> you remember that? <laughs> no. Or a, maybe it was an objective. Yeah. I don't know. Something. Okay. So, something action, we weren't getting. An action word. <laughs> an action okay. verb or objective. So take a shot something for this character to do in this scene. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Like I feel a little bit naked. Like lost or. Yeah. Not sure where this is going. Byron, thank you for having me over, man. Oh yeah, this is great. I was so excited when I got your message. All right. Yeah. Well, glad you were in town. Yeah. In down. Oh, yeah. This is Byram. Byram is a film director, film producer, but he's been an attorney for... Ever. Ever. <laughs> Th- 31 years. Okay. No, 30 years. Mm. 30 years. Mm. 31 years. But quite a long time uh, working on putting yourself through film school. <laughs> That's cool, man. Writing books. Screenwriting books. But now you have a movie that literally people download by the hundreds. Did um, you see that? I don't know. It was, it, it was um, somebody put it on a, um, a I guess, a, what's it called when they just take it and download it to where anybody can watch it? Without paying? Yeah, like a bootleg copy or just, so, uh, I mean. Oh, uh, there's one called uh, BitTorrent or something like that? I don't know, but some, someone took it and just put it on YouTube. Nah, and I was gonna complain and take it down. Yeah, but um, but it got like seven thousand views the first day. No way. So I was like so excited by that, and then it's been on there for a week now, and it's gotten um, over fifty thousand views. What? Yeah. So a whole new I, audience. <laughs> so oh my like, gosh. I was just so excited that that many people were watching it mm-hmm. that. Brandon, awesome. Brandon thinks I should take it down. A lot of people struggle. They make a, a movie that they fund themselves, that they pull together a team for, that they write themselves, and to get that kind of audience. I know that's so what I, I was hope thinking. That I, somebody, was... Uh, I hope that this conversation makes it into the podcast. 
and I hope that somebody <laughs> hears it who's like, dang, in the last one week with this film, he's gotten 50,000 folks to watch it. That's cool. And so and there were a lot of nice comments, I mean, good comments. Were some, one was like, so boring. <laughs> so boring. Mm. But, you know. Yeah. Everybody, people like different things. So. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. yeah. That's... But again, just like we were talking about before, I'm really happy to at least have the opportunity to read a bad comment like that. You know, like... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have the opportunity to even, like, make a movie and have people... My so freaking 4K widescreen dramatic feature got a bad review. <laughs> Cerebral. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One, one, one said it was... No, I shouldn't talk about all the bad stuff. The bad stuff? Yeah. All right. Yeah. But you can contextualize it in a, as a learning um, thing. Well, he really didn't like it. He called it unrelentingly stupid. Like, not just that it's stupid, but that it's continually, it's almost like it works hard. Oh. Like, unrelentingly stupid. And he even, like, he, and he wrote this really big, long review of it on the page where that was. But then he had to hunt down the movie, and I am... Uh, to I, leave his review. To leave it the same review somewhere else. Like, he... Mm. He's putting this ah. review in different places. So you probably had this guy's freaking brain for two or three hours. Yes, yeah, more. Um, um, I was. I, was I watch movies out. I don't like all the time. All the time. Yeah, I do too. And I watched a short that one of my friends made in LA the other day, like a six-minute movie, fun, good pace, and. I was like, I owe it to her to get through this. This looks awful. And then, sure enough, bam, something pivoted. And I was like, oh, these people are doing a great job. Yeah, they have oh, a voice. Oh, great. Yeah. Six minutes, wow. Yeah, yeah. It was, you know, one of those, like one of those little calling card, maybe, type things. Like, look at this. Like, how I chose a topic, and, I, and it has a pace to it, and it has performances that, that fit. Right. Yeah. That's awesome. The movie we're talking about with Byram Giesler (laughs) is Before the Fall. On IMDb, what would the year be? 2015? 2016, I think. Okay. All right, so look at for Before the Fall. Starring. Starring. Um, Well, there's a lot of people. It's an ensemble (laughs) cast, but Byram hired me in this thing, and it gave me more work than I've gotten to do on... Like, have a script and every day for weeks yeah. be a part of that. It was really, that was really fun. And I've wanted, man, I've wanted that for so long, and that was my big break. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's who we're talking to, and he's cool enough to um, have a conversation. Thank you, Brian, for listening. I haven't said that. I think I'm going to go see Brian in Nashville. Oh, really? The guy who I always say thanks to. Oh, okay. I wonder who that was. Oh, yeah? <laughs> cool. So you did listen to yeah, it? Yeah. All right. Yeah. What'd you think? I loved it. Oh, yeah? Yeah. There's, I don't know, 30 or something? Yeah. I really enjoy it, Byron, but one of the things I'm trying to, like, crack or pivot to is, like, really had a vibe with it. And not just in the pocket of my day after I've done what is required. You know? Right. How did I like really vibe with it? Hmm. 
So I'm pretty close to that. I'm still striving. Striving. I want to get to the point when people I talk to who have professional jobs, they could even be a policeman, a mayor, a something that people would have a reason to critique, ridicule what they said, and even go after their career because they said something that a mayor shouldn't say. Right. You know, I want to get to the point where people realize that you can give your first and last name and people do that because they're not just like, they're almost like embracing the fact that everybody has something we're trying to all deal with, figure out, and your attitude about it can be like a, a source of positivity for yourself. Right. Your law firm is awesome. They are really good at what they do. They are, they, uh, especially casting. Yeah. <laughs> and locations. <laughs> locations. I think that last time you were here, we were going to do this. Yeah. I, was I, didn't in, have I think time. I was in a pretty dark place. But I think you realized it was going to be. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going for it, man. <laughs> short and. Yeah, uh, <laughs> short and. And uninspiring. Jeez. Maybe it should be. So if you want to open up about that, we, I can take out your first that's, and last name. I can take out the title of the film and we'll just go there. We'll be like for those people that are like, work, work, strive, strive. Tonight, I'm taking myself down. I'll pick myself. You want the truth? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, sometimes I want, I, I guess I wanted those types of conversations. For sure. Like, this guy's freaking pissed off <laughs> you know this town man can you can we brag about this town? it's a great town abingdon it's yeah. beautiful abingdon virginia beautiful it's uh how far would you think it is from nashville well it's closer to bristol tennessee on that side of the state it's really close to the tennessee border in virginia right um i don't know it's I, i'd say it's exactly halfway between knoxville tennessee and roanoke virginia Oh, okay. So, yeah. yeah. In the Smoky Mountains. Right. No, am I well, wrong? Are, well, are there Blue Ridge or are there... We're in the Blue no. Ridge Mountains, but I guess the Smoky Mountains aren't that far away. You know, and what's the other one? Shenandoah? That's way up north, huh? Yeah, that's kind of... Shenandoah Valley's up northeast from here. Cool. So, People's interests are hiking. Yes, we're, the Appalachian Trail is very close by. Uh-huh. And uh, a lot of outdoor activities. And the film just happens to have a lot of characters who let you see into that a little bit. Right. They, on the on Friday night, they're packing their gear up and they're just talking to friends. It's not like, hashtag Appalachian Trail. It's just like, <laughs> <laughs> I need to clear my head and I'm going to this awesome place that we're close by. We're lucky enough to be close to. So hiking. A lot of hiking. Mm-hmm. So I'll finish talking now. <laughs> You can talk. Do you think you're ever going to write a movie again? You know, I've really, um, I really want to now. Lately, I've really gotten sort of back to really wanting to do that again. The problem is, I'd, you know, it's, the first one came, I mean, the, the, what I wanted to do just sort of happened, and it came to me, but mm. it, that hasn't happened again. Mm. So it's like... I sort of forced myself to start thinking about ideas 
But it's like, how can you not come up with an idea for a movie when there's limitless possibilities? But I haven't really, mm-hmm. I don't know, this, the one we did, I really re- wanted to do. Yeah. And I was just, you know, almost obsessed with doing that. And, you know, the other thing, too, is I never made a film before. So mm-hmm. I always thought, well, I'll get this done in a year. Well, it took 10 years, but, you know, I didn't know, mm-hmm. I didn't know how much it was going to take to get it, it done. Yeah. And then, so now I know that, and it's really hard to mm-hmm. start up again, but I would really like to do it. I would really like, I mean, I think I can, you know, I think I learned a lot and oh, now I'm still, I'm still, I'm still oh my gosh. And I'm still, you know, I talk to Brandon all the time and. You know, he's dying to make another one. The, not the camera operator, the cinematographer, or the, he helps you with the shots. Yeah, so. yeah, cinematographer Brandon. So he's all eager to do it. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I just talked to um, I just talked to Chase a couple of days ago. Okay. And, uh, yeah, actually, Chase, Chase was, Connor. Where is he? Oh, he was in an accident. He was in an accident, yeah. But um, he's doing well, and uh, he's, got, he's got a script he wants me to take a look at. So. Yeah. But, um, yeah, he broke some ribs and... Did he rupture his spleen? No, broke well, his pelvis? He stabilized like this weekend. Yeah. Stabilized. And I could have sworn he said he was at Cedar sinai yeah. in L.A. Did he go to L.A.? Is there a Cedar sinai in New York? I think he moved to L.A. All right. I think he's been out there. Jeez, freaking traffic in L.A. Well, God bless him that he's all right and that he's actually got time to say, you know, who? maybe he finished the script when he was laid out, you know, spleen. I'm not sure he even wrote the script. It might be a friend of his. Oh, okay. Yeah, that could happen. I'm going to go and crap. I'm going to say, dude, I got it. I got your script. It, it's almost as if someone had no spleen. <laughs> no. All right. Well, maybe that's part of the process. Yeah. Maybe it's a different type of project. Man, I... One of the things, as a train goes by, same train that probably rolls right through oh the train. Oh, my gosh. We, yeah. I mean, it gets coal from... Somewhere, Buchanan County. Okay, and then it Dickinson takes it County. to the um, the ports in at the Atlantic Ocean. Newport News. Yeah, yeah. And then it lights uh, the street lamps for <laughs> China, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Our understanding. It's rudimentary <laughs> at best. <laughs> and there you have it. <laughs> yeah. What else, man? Your kids are in college. One of them is in college. One of them is in tenth grade. No, she's in. <clears throat> she graduated um, early from high school, so she's going to the community college, and then going away for school this fall. But she's just now applying to schools, yeah. so I don't know where she'll be. That's the path that I took. That's a good. That's a great way to go. Yeah, I remember it was fifty-three dollars per credit hour. Yeah. And when I was complete waster of time in high school that allowed me to like grab my teachers and say why am I getting a B can I take this again and have an A and they were like okay if you take it again so and then with that I was able to get into a whole VPI what year did you graduate? after it was after 2000 for sure keep forgetting you're a lot younger yeah It was before 2019. 
somewhere in there. Oh, let me see. What you need? I don't think I do. Ah, oh, there he is. Oh. Hi, Jack. Hey, bud. You have an orange shirt. I was driving. I drove a long way. Where is. Oh, yeah, not to Nashville yet. I stopped halfway. One year ago, you saw my friend Byram here. Hello. Hi, Byram. Byram has a piano. He doesn't have a cat. You still don't have a cat? No. I had a cat, well, a stray cat. I have a cat right here. Where's Jazz? Right here. Oh, I see your cat. That's a great cat. Is that another cat? No, same one. Oh, same one. Just one Jazz. Furry. All right, Jack. Well, did you find that blue engine? Good. All right, now I can go to sleep. And the green car. What are you guys going to watch after you hang up? Just a few more minutes. A few more minutes? All right. Well, good to see you, buddy boy. I drove, 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 drove. It was cold. I love you, okay? Good night, sweet Jack. Alright, you too. Read a book before. I watch just a couple more minutes. Alright. Good night, Jack. I love you, bud. This works good. This works really good. Sweet dreams. Sweet dreams. So cute. Yeah. That was a really He's growing good... up. Yeah. He's going to be three in... Oh, he's going to be three in ten days. Oh my gosh, that's hard to imagine. Yeah. <laughs> Seems like a minute ago. So he was here, you know? Uh-huh. And he was just kind of babbling. Oh, he was oh, sick. Oh, he's sick, yeah. Yeah. But then... Um... I thought maybe he'd been here twice. No, just once, I guess. Passing through once? Yes, you saw him twice. Yeah. Because one time we. Because for a while there you were. Early going. enough that we could swing up the road and. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. So I saw him once when he wasn't feeling well, once when he was feeling good. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we could wrap up the podcast, man. Oh, I forgot you were doing. <laughs> Did I say anything? I just... I mean, it's about, it's about joyfulness and people waking up to like a different way of doing things. We're all in the, the digital age and the like no holds barred age, like when a president can be legitimately real saying F-bombs and, you know, like there's a few facades that have come off. Some of our favorite celebrities have songs and um, tweets and things like that that are absolutely, like, dirty. Um, it obviously, like, in the 50s, they would have 
You wouldn't yeah. even have dreamed of saying some of these things, even in the 80s, right? Some if you were an absurdist or if you were George Carlin. I wonder how much, I wonder, I don't know. Some of that's good, some of that's bad. Some of it's bad, but I think that people are waking up to the fact that that kind of thing is what can change about us. And when you sit in a class with people who are like, you know what, I'm going to be dead before too long. I'm going to be dust again. I'm not going to choose this life that gets me down. All I can do is serve, be a good part of somebody's day, be a good part of my, learn how to be a good part of my day and share that. That's kind of what I'm trying to do is share that. And I hear people doing it and it's, it's a kind of a, I guess I do slightly pay attention. Like one of my favorite podcasters is Joe Rogan. He pays attention like crazy. And I wouldn't, I kind of know the take on things from what he says. Mm -hmm. So I have one guy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, no, no. (laughs) My take comes from like just how old, you know, the universe is and how good some parts of this experience are and that you can embroil yourself you can surround yourself with something that's kind of proven to bang your head against the wall until you die like left versus right well it's super easy I think to um, to take to take tons of time for granted you don't you know you walk along the street and it's a beautiful day mm-hmm. and just the experience of that moment you're you're totally out of it you're not you know you're just not even yeah not even not there. being mindful yeah you're not you're not yeah. experiencing yep. that you're not thinking about that so it's really i try to do that i try to you know st- stay there and Appreciate and notice it, appreciate it, enjoy it, as opposed to just taking it for granted because okay. that gets so easy. Yeah, but it's take not, it for granted, and then then what do we focus on while we're taking that for granted? Right. Then we focus on oh, I can't believe so and so said this. Right. And this and, and that's that. what I stopped doing after. Honestly, after Bernie Sanders got showed that what I what I would have hoped somebody would do in his position kind of embrace certain things about both parties and kind of piss both parties off in a way he was by by seeing how completely with no chance he had once he realized what they could do with him on just because one one party was so set and decided like they they owned him and I I thought that was like well I really got invested in this and now I see something really what feels like insincere throughout the dear old you know <laughs> I never really thought any party was dear even though when I was in college I thought that the Republicans were really really the way to go because self accountability that's the phrase. Mindfulness leads to the need for self-accountability and the future and an examination of your motives 
by slowing your thoughts down. Right. And that's why I'm slightly positive that more mindful people they're not they're not pro MAGA. They're not pro Republican, pro Trump because of that. But they are saying we need a new way. And if there's anything like in my book that I can write down at the end of what I'm thankful for is that it seems like new things are possible. Because definitely there is a guy in the White House who's never been in here before. I'm sure some historian would correct me and say that, like, well, there's a lot of similarities and parallels between him and. <clears throat> are you a historian? I like history. Yeah. Yeah. I love history. Was that too much politics for you? No. You 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 uh, you keep up with politics a lot, don't you? Not anymore. Really, you don't? Yeah, I, st- I literally stopped. I didn't vote. Wow. I didn't vote. I thought. What? <laughs> I I mean, I voted this past time for like local things that I'm like, of course I. I you mean for the midterms? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. But for the president, for the Florida agricultural I was like, this, I saw what this, this party like dismantled this uh, momentum. And, and I, I believe whether, whether or not you, I talked with my sister while this was going on, I talked about it a lot. And then after that happened, I was just like, you know what? There's a law of attraction. And I could keep on trying to convince people of something that's not even right, that I don't know. But it's a way to spin your wheels when they could be serving something that is more basic, more fundamental. You don't try to figure out things that you don't understand how they even work. You know, well, that's what I was doing. Yeah. And I was trying to get late at night and you're digging into some freaking article about the Clintons <laughs> and you're posting things on Craigslist and message boards and you're <laughs> hiring people to explain the banking changes of 1994 when, you know like as if you have a job but in every city and to try to I mean I was spending a lot of time I really really cared and I was like dude look what I care about maybe there is faith that we designed something with a lot of stop gaps and the race is, will it take 200 years or 350 years or 450 years before this system produces the type of mindset that transcends? I think it can, but it might be like another um, like 1,300 years. Could you imagine? And I don't want to imagine what life's going to be like in thirteen hundred years. <laughs> There's going to be something, man. It's going to be some new thing. This podcast might be like a historical document where, like, you predicted some yeah. major change. And oh yeah, it will, it will definitely have people um, burying historical timeline. It will have people burying their iPhones like to not hear it anymore. Magna Carta, like joyful podcast with Byron Joy, Geese. Joyful podcast predicts. Transcendence in thirteen hundred years, which is <laughs> exactly right. You might be a <laughs> <laughs> even that could fill me with this confidence to go on because I can be right for like the next several millennia. 
Yeah. And you won't even know it. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe you do know it. What if you do? What's the point of knowing something that doesn't serve anyone and that falls upon deaf ears? <laughs> That's the thing. Is like, all right, uh, people on the other side of the fence, I love that thing that you love about um, Romney, about Bush, about Trump. There's like a thing that I really respect you for. You know? Mm-hmm. So that's all I can do with that person. I can't say this, especially as fervent as it is with the same thing that people complain about is like, oh, because now there's 24 hour news. And now even that is sub metered down to users about the 24 hour news. Even that is brought, like diving in. And when you go into a yoga class and you really have somebody that inspires you to slow down your thoughts and to do and to think about what makes you possibly not settled. If it's somebody's profession to be a politician, then maybe, you know, you can leave their advancement spiritually to that. But that's not my business when I'm like, what can I do? Yeah, I heard this thing the other day that was like, that if it's a closed door, listen and see if that door is closed. And, and then go someplace else that makes you... Oh, feel pay good. attention, listen, get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So I stopped auditioning for like little bit parts that I've sent hundreds in. I'm sure over a hundred in, in the last two years. Like, you know, police For films? For TV shows and some like films. There was a big one really recently that was actually legit that I did say, this is worth, this is what, why, why I trained, this is why I care about a lot of things, it's this. So I did do that, but the other ones that are closed doors, I was like, screw that, man. Let it be. It's got to be so frustrating. Yeah, for like a freelance position that doesn't pay your way. Maybe it was. I just drove six hours to get here, and I didn't have anybody to talk to. <laughs> so we're walking through Byram's house. I'm going to snap a few pictures from my Instagram like in the morning. <clears throat> what he's done is the, like just so classy with this place on these brick paved paths of Abingdon, Virginia. It's it's an absolute museum. It's really, really cool. <laughs>